I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, today is Tuesday, January the 30th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of Episode 1012 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, if you missed our first hour, usually this is the point, Rich, where I'll say you missed a really good uh, first hour. It, it, was, uh, it was an hour. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> well let me let me start off by saying how cool is it to have brent musburger shout out your stuff like that dude that's pretty cool i gotta tell you uh, man every and i gotta thank jason bryant for that too and i gotta tell you man every time i hear yeah every time i hear brent musburger say brian hanks dude uh, uh and angel gets his wings no i don't know i mean dude it's, you know what you need now <laughs> what's that now, now you need a rapper to do it some rapper <laughs> Oh, dude. That, that'd give you the balance that you need with Brent Musburger and, and a rapper. You know what I mean? Because you hear it on those radio stations all the time when they get like Rihanna or somebody to mention their show. So. You know who I would love to do it, but it's too late now? DMX. Wouldn't it have been awesome to have oh. heard DMX wow. bark out, Brent Hanks? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely would have been different <laughs> it definitely would have been different you're right dude now now hey jason we've got a we've got somebody to work on now we well we can not can, can we get j cole on the line dude he's from, he's from fayetteville he is a fayetteville kid so yeah. uh dude that would be yeah that would be awesome dude or <laughs> see off the top of my head like i said dude i just uh, i don't know dude busta how about busta Rhymes? Uh, yeah anybody with anybody that has a uh a unique type voice would be good. Like Brent Musburger, yeah, I, I, maybe people that don't follow sports don't feel that way. But the minute I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That's Brent. <laughs> dude, I love it, man. But anyway, sorry to sidetrack you. No, no. What a, Rich, dude, thank you, man. Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Uh, helped us out there at the bottom of the hour or the first hour. You also heard Burt Potter from Bethel Christian Academy. We will be doing that game tonight uh, here on BetOnTheBull.com uh, as uh, Barry Stallings, Harlan Neal, Jason Bryant will be bringing you that Bethel Christian Academy versus Goldsboro Faith Christian game right here on 960 and BetOnTheBull.com tonight. So uh, that'll be – they'll go on, they'll go live about 7, 7.15 tonight, so be sure to check that out. Okay, uh, Richard Clark, like I said, joining us right now. And uh, we were talking uh, uh, NBA, as we always do, in New Orleans Pelicans specifically. And I did want to just wrap that up of just – Dude, I watch a lot of Pelicans games that you are the uh, league pass uh, connoisseur, so you watch a little bit of everybody. Dude, I agree. He uh, Talking about Zion Williamson, he is a one-of-one, one, but I don't, I'm don't. i not sure he needs to touch the ball every single possession. I don't think he needs to bring the ball up to court. I don't think Brandon needs to bring the ball up to court. No, I'd rather see, uh, like yeah, you agree. said, a point guard, a bona fide point guard run the offense in New Orleans, dude. I think what one of the problems with the way the game has evolved over the last little bit, and LeBron and guys of his ilk have kind of led to this, but the difference is typically, at least for the first three and a half quarters, LeBron looks to pass first. And I think for your offense, unless the point guard is the only guy you got, I think your offense needs somebody running it that thinks pass first. Zion does not. Um, I don't think Brandon does either. So I think that's sort of their problem. And again, that's not unique to them. Um, 
there are a lot of teams in the NBA right now searching for that balance of being aggressive yet keeping everybody else happy. I think that's Luca's problem. I don't think Luca's ever going to win until he changes. As much as I like Luca's game, I just think he's he hogs the ball too much. Well, you I can't think, win like that. No, I'm telling you this, dude. You uh, on my little uh, mental list of things we're talking about. We're going to be talking about his 73 point game that he had earlier, and we'll get to that in a little bit because I do want to put a wrap on this first here, uh, Rich. But uh, well, I, I'll give you a quick example me, of, of where it has have really shown up. Look at what the Clippers look like with Harden. Yeah, yeah. Because Harden is, no matter what you think about him in the past, this year, if you watch them play, he's looking past first. You can see it. He's kicking the ball ahead, which is vital if if you're a team that likes to move a little bit. Um, he's been outstanding. People can say whatever they want. but And Kawhi has obviously been the big one because he's actually playing. But Harden's been fantastic. Arguably the best point guard in the league right now. Good God. I can't even think about that for a minute. I know. I can't wrap my mind around it, man. That is amazing. I watched them play the other night, and I'm telling you right now, and I actually think they lost the game, but they are, if they are healthy going through the playoffs, man, <laughs> you got your hands full. Did you really think that? You. Did you really think with Paul George and no. Kawhi and, and Harden, I just didn't really think that there no. was any way it was going to work. Did you? I absolutely 100% did not. And I'll say this, too, about Harden. You you can see if you watch them early, because I watched his first couple games, because I'm always interested to see when they throw two or three guys that can actually play together, because it is a, it is a process. We all know it. We've all played pickup games where there's guys on the team and you got to get used to them a little bit. And it's even worse at that level. But Harden has gotten into shape. He's as thin as he's been in probably three or four years if you watch him right now. Doesn't that bug you? And I love this. We're just all over the place, man. And let's talk James Harden for a minute, dude. Yeah, it bugs the hell out. Yep, it bugs the hell out of me too, Rich, because here's a guy that really I think, and if I'm being way over the top, tell me, Richard, but I think he's squandered. I mean, I don't get it twisted. I mean, he's still averaging, you know, in past seasons, 30, 32 a game and all that. But I think he could have been even better. You know, I mean, uh, you look at him and what he's doing right now. Like you said, he's dropped 10, 15 pounds. He's lean. He he looks like, well, how old? Is, he's got to be what? In his, how old is he? 32, 33 oh, Harden now? Is, Harden is 33, I think. Hang on one second. I'll look it up okay. real quick. Well, while yeah, you're looking that up, yeah. While you're looking that up, I'll say 34. this: thirty-four years old—that is crazy, dude. And he, his, and to be as good as he's been, I guess what I'm trying to say here, Richard, he could have been better. It's almost like yeah. how Kobe always talked about Shaq. I mean, Shaq dominated the league for four or five years, but that was him playing at fifty or sixty percent of his talent. Kobe always said he could, uh, Shaq could have been the best player of all time if he'd have had I the work ethic. And I do too, dude. I, and don't get it twisted. I'm not saying James Harden is, you know, seven foot one Shaquille O'Neal, but dude, Harden, I feel like has played at 40 or 50% of his uh, talent capability. What could he have been if he had had that kind of drive, that Kobe drive, that Michael Jordan drive, dude? He could have been one of the greats because he, he still just kind of gives a fleeting pass at defense. He just tries to get in the way, really. Uh, if he had really dialed that up a little bit, I think he would have been one of the all-time greats. 
Um, that said, that is most of the players in the league. We, we Again, we forget sometimes that for the guys that are playing, 90, what, five at least percent of them are, they've made it the minute they signed their contract. So to expect them to want to be great is something else. Because just think about your field. I mean, does John Dawson want to be the best radio production guy in the world? <laughs> I'll let Probably him, not. I'll let him answer that. <laughs> but you see my point. I do see your point. I have, but I think, okay, you're probably right what you said. Maybe 90, 95% of the league is like that. But, but dude, then I – yes, I'm getting ready to make it personal here, dude. But then I see somebody like Reggie, you know, who I feel like, you talk about someone that has squeezed every like a tooth. I'm thinking like a toothpaste co- uh, uh, container here, Richard. I really feel like Reggie has squeezed every ounce of talent and every yeah. just. I really, I really do. Yes, I do. I mean, he works his butt off, dude. And uh, you know, did would you ten years ago when we were both still uh, working for the Kinston Daily Free Press and you were designing great front pages, uh, you know, for the Free Press and. We did uh, Reggie being drafted into the NBA, which, who, by the way, now in his 11th season, not just 10th season, in his 11th season. Would you have guessed at that time that he would still be in the league 11 years later, Rich? Um, yeah, I probably would have said it would be a good bet just okay, because okay. those kind of guys, they, they just tend to last in the NBA, those 6'6 six, six guys that can shoot a little bit and defend a little bit. Um, as long as they don't make waves, they tend to last a little bit. Now, once you get to 8, 9, 10, 11 years, that's that's a real thing. You know what I mean? That's a real career. So, shout out to Reggie for that because that's fantastic. Yeah, a little bit heartbroken. I know. When's the, tra- the trade deadline is, is upon us, isn't it? I mean, it's got to be here in the next uh, week or two. Middle of February. Middle. Okay, so we're still two weeks away, dude. Yeah, I think it's February 12th or something like that. I swear, dude, I do uh, I do Google news searches every morning, dude. You know, that's what part of my getting ready. I still haven't seen his name mentioned in a potential trade. Have you? I have not. And um, Are you worried about that? or I am a little concerned about that because, yeah. you know, perception is reality. And if they think if there's other GMs feel like he's past his days, then his options are going to get very limited. Um. Well, we'll see. I, I believe there's a lot of teams out there right now that could use him, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. It just blows my mind, dude. He went from starting last year with Luka and Dallas and playing, I mean, 25, 26 minutes a game last year. And, I mean, was he the, you know, was he the second-leading scorer? No, but, dude, there were several nights where he was a second-leading scorer. But, but a contributor, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You can't tell me that he went from – being that last year to this year for a sinking Houston Rockets team that uh, they, they can't find minutes for him. And I know he missed four games because of uh, of a back injury. And, yes, I'm kind of doing air quotes there. I wonder if they kept him out just to keep him out or whatever. But I don't know, man. I mean, why not, give him, why not give him an opportunity at – Listen, he's a lot closer to the end of his career than he is to the beginning of his career, Richard. Why not 100%. give a Why not give a man that opportunity to play for a, I don't know, help me out here, a Boston or uh, somebody or an Indianapolis or whoever, or somebody that or an Indiana Pacers team, whoever that really needs that, like you said, that six six three and D guy. I think ultimately they will. Okay, um, 
And to be fair, Houston might be in the running for a playoff spot before it's all over with. I mean, they're not terrible. Yeah, but they're not uh, right now. They're either, one game dude. out. No, and I, I agree. They're not Houston. They have a lot. They have a lot of of people in that size range. The big one is they need to get minutes for their rookie. They just drafted uh, Sear Thompson. That's the real. That's the one in the way. And he's so athletic that they need to play him. So I'm I'm wondering if Ime, their coach, has not decided that he'll use Reggie down the stretch if they get close to some games that need to be won, put it that way. Um, because they he surprisingly, Idoka plays a lot of his veterans a lot of minutes. He's playing Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks a ton. Jeff Green, I think, is on that roster, plays him a ton. Um which is a little surprising given all the youth that they have. I just, and uh, on top of it too, how do you say their coach's name, the Rockets coach? Ime Adoka. There you go. I can't see him uh, trying to help out the Boston Celtics, uh, you know, uh, in their playoff. Man, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great for him? <laughs> be great for Reggie, though. Oh, it'd be great for Reggie, but dude, uh, knowing the way they parted, uh, in, uh, uh, yeah, that wasn't great. Was yeah, it? in Boston, I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. I don't, you know, and I'm a Boston guy, man. I, I got to tell you, man, uh, of the other uh, 28 teams in the NBA, uh, I, I I think he would probably help out one of those other 28 teams before he would help out the Celtics, don't you? I, 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 yeah, <laughs> and, and I think that um, – but he has nobody to blame but himself. I, I mean, know, shoot, I man, know. you were going out with me along, dog. What are you doing? <laughs> and then doing it at work, too? Come on, man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I, I, we I, are I not, hear we you. Are, I want to hear look, you expound on this, okay? But between but you, you and you and I know, you and I know that we we as males are definitely the dumber of the two species. Yes. I mean that's just come on, man. And just from a player standpoint, and when I say player, I'm not talking about basketball player. Just the just a player standpoint, you date Nia Long, who is high profile. She's an actress that people don't know, and you're going to date somebody from work, or actually, I just should say it, having an affair. With somebody at work, come on, man. Yeah, no, uh, Richard. Are we or... not? Are we not? We not slaves to convenience, <laughs> dude. Who knew you were going to get it, be getting philosophical today, dude? <laughs> I love it, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast Online dot com. Uh, okay, let's switch lanes here to uh, man. Just the scoring outbursts that have happened here this year, dude. Uh, Luca, 73 points the other night in a game. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid having the kind of night. He had a 70-point night. I just I, We've got guys scoring 60 points left and right. Richard, in all sincerity, and this has happened since the last time you and I talked, what is going on in the NBA right now when it comes to scoring? Well, defense is down right now obviously, but we are in that time of the year where this kind of happens a lot um, every year between January and the middle of March um, where these games are in the middle of, you know, it's dog days of the summer if it was baseball. So um, you kind of get these games where your superstar gets hot and everybody just says, let's ride that wave. Now, the interesting thing is if you watch some of those games, the Luka game was different. That that did not feel like he was going for 70 because he had 50 at halftime. So, you know, he was just hot. Embiid, he, they were going for, let's call it a record, even though it wasn't. 
they were going for a record and you could tell, but the team was bought in on it. The town 62 was a different animal. And up until last night, they hadn't won a game since then. Um, they beat the Thunder last night, but they hadn't won a game since town's game. I'm not sure that's good for the Timberwolves team chemistry, put it that way. Um, and let me go back to Embiid for one second. He hasn't played since he had 70 points. So my question is, is it worth it? No. To you're do absolutely, something like that. I want to go back to the uh, Carl Anthony Towns game, dude. A- again, that was at home against the Charlotte Hornets, dude. I'd like to think and they that, lost. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going with that. I, dude, I'd like to think you and I and Jason and, uh, hey, get it, grab a couple of guys from your office. Uh, we could give the horn. No, I'm, I'm way, way exaggerating there, but, uh, dude, the, the feel of the Towns game was they were trying. I mean, he was selfish in that game, dude. I mean, that's, I, that's my point. You watch the body language of his teammates. Yep. Particularly Anthony Edwards, and they were not thrilled. Nope. Um, they were bad shots down the stretch just to shoot because you're hot, I guess, that that cost them the game. Um, that's the problem. Embiid did not do that in his game. They were up big, and Luka didn't do it in his game. That game was close. Yeah. So well, I actually watched that game. I got to tell you, well, because, you know, I'm doing this underdog fantasy thing, and uh, one of the things was when it got to the second half was uh, would uh, – uh, Luca score 76.5 points more or less. And that was like early in the second half. And I was like, there's no way, no how that he is going to score 77 points. So I took the, uh, the less than in that or the under, whatever you want to call it in that. And, and one actually one thanks to, uh, you know, underdogfantasy.com. Yes. I, I've, <laughs> I've become, I've become a shill here. Uh, Richard Clark. <laughs> well, you need to call him and get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did. And, uh, but, I watched. So what I'm saying is, I was watching exactly like you. I was watching that game very closely, that Dallas game, and uh, he it just it came. I mean, he was sharing the ball. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it was, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. It had. It did not have the feel of the Carl Anthony Towns game where he was putting up just stupid or the, shots. Or the Embiid game, for that matter. Yep. I mean, Embiid's game was different than Towns because his teammates were involved. They genuinely seemed to want to get him 70 points. Whereas the Timberwolves, you could tell they were like, dude, seriously, you're shooting again? <laughs> you know, and Lucas was vastly different. Yeah. Because how many times in that game, let's forget for a minute that it took their coach how long to double team Luca? <laughs> Three quarters? Mid, I was about to say midway through the third quarter because uh, yeah. the announcers even uh, called on to and right. said, hey, they're finally for the first time double teaming Luca. Uh, you know, they should, probably should have done that. Come on, man. <laughs> Although I, I can't really, I'm, I'm not going to hold Quinn Snyder to it too much because I think Trey Young's the problem on that team. But that's a different discussion. But anyway, when they finally started double teaming Luca, he made that pass to the middle of the floor that just you're supposed to make every time. Every time he couldn't out and out beat the guys, the double team right off the bat, he made the right play. That's my point. Yeah. Uh, and it's way different, vastly different. Hey, would you be surprised? Okay, I'm getting off on non sequiturs. Here we go, uh, Richard Clark. Uh, would you be surprised if Quinn Snyder goes into his office after a game at night and pulls his hair off? Well, first of all, yes, because he's got great hair. Um, that doesn't I'm, mean anything. Oh, uh, yeah, sure it does. You got good hair. You don't mess that up. Man, ask anybody that don't have any. 
And I'm not one of those, by the way. I shave mine on purpose. I know you um, do, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a, but Quinn's got great hair. I mean, let's be real. I don't know, man. I, I swear there's just something off about him, man. He either that's a wig that he wears or he's got <laughs> or that or he's got bodies in his basement, dude. There's just something dude, you you've so seen he's it. drinking he's drinking blood. Yeah, he's drinking blood yeah. or he is from the Duke tree, so who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get some response to that. I can't wait for that. Okay. So, well, so uh, all I know is, is uh, Quinn's been in, been doing this for a long time. So I, you can't say he's a horrible coach or anything. Is he great? I don't know. But the Hawks have been a mess, what, for three years at least? It, so. People need to remember, how many years ago was it, dude? And it was before the pandemic. So we're probably talking in the, what, 17, 18 season, something like that. They were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Do you remember, well, you remember they, that? No, well, they weren't number one, but they made that run oh, to, I the they final, were number one. To, the, to the semifinal. No, nah, they got to the conference finals that year. Uh, um, and that was kind of a fluke. Uh, I don't remember what their seeding was on that. But, um, you know, they, they had some talent. They've had a lot of talent there. They're just, there's something wrong with the team. And by most accounts, it appears to be Trey Young. So I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not there day to day. Okay, dude, see, I, I'm having to look this up because I am just almost positive that they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So, of course, I'm not going to be able to find it. Yeah, it's uh, all right. I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> You'll definitely be able to find it for me. Thank you, Miss Executive Producer. Okay. <laughs> uh, dude, hey, how about this, dude? The Executive Producer and – my wife for dude one month anniversary brings me uh, brings me breakfast, dude. How cool is that? Wow, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah dude. That's, that's something. <laughs> Goodness gracious, must be nice. I know, man. I'm yeah, I don't lucky, get anything man. like that. <laughs> I'm very lucky, man. Hold on, dude. Hey, this is just driving me crazy, dude. Uh, I think maybe you're dude. Twenty fifteen. Oh, now that was way back. Yeah, 2015, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, lost the Eastern Conference Finals. They were 60 and 22. Wow. I don't even know who was on that roster, though. Don't even ask me, man. You know I have no idea. Dude, you're my NBA expert, man. I, I count on you for that, okay? Yeah, I was just looking <laughs> it up to see who's on it, and uh, that was Elton Brand and Horford and all them. So that wasn't even that wasn't even Trey Young. That was Jeff Teague and Dennis Schroeder. Good God! And, and a lot of those yeah. guys you just mentioned still in the league. Cal not, Corver, not playing for Atlanta, but still in the league for sure. Okay. Wow. <laughs> hey, I took you down memory lane. I love it, dude. Yeah, I did not realize that roster was so bad. No one. That's where actually now that I look at the roster and see who the coach is, that's when Boone Boone's holder made his made his mark. Yep. With that team. So, okay. Like I said, man, I'm impressed with myself that I – I don't even know how I remembered that, but I just knew Atlanta had been the number one seed. I didn't realize it was nine years ago. Good God, dude. Are we getting old or what, dude? Oh, man, I don't even want to talk about that part. <laughs> hey, let's wrap uh, NBA here uh, because I definitely want to get some uh, uh, Super Bowl talk in and conference championship talk in from you uh, and get your thoughts on that. But – uh well, final thought, you know, I want to get uh, ACC here in a second too, ACC basketball, but your thoughts on the NBA right now. I mean, uh, the Boston Celtics uh, still 
number one. They're up by four games over Milwaukee, it seems like, unless something just catastrophic happens. They're going to win the East. The West, you you are absolutely right about Minnesota, man. Uh, I think they're sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put them in the same boat New Orleans was in last year, but people forget New Orleans was number one in the Western Conference for, a, for a, as, for as Richard bit. Clark yeah. would say, for a hot minute last year. Yeah. And then they faded way down. Dude, I could honestly see the Timberwolves sliding down to a four or five seed before all of a sudden, especially when the top four teams, Minnesota, Denver, OKC, and L.A. Clippers, are all separated by two games. Well, I will say this to that. Number one, they have something that the Pelicans did not. I think David Finch is a good coach. Um, the one He used to be a Celtics guy, I think. Um, I think he's a good coach. Secondly, they got Anthony Edwards, who – and all the athletes that are in the NBA, which you could arguably say has the best collection of athletes in any sport, right? If we're just going straight athletic ability, they have Anthony Edwards, who is probably the best of the lot. <clears throat> I mean, if, if you watch that kid play, you know, anybody that has played a lot of basketball or been around a lot of basketball can, will, can recognize bounce when they see it. And that doesn't mean you jump high and all that. It just means you have bounce. Whatever, whatever that means to you. Anthony Edwards has it in spades. It's pretty ridiculous sometimes. And you can tell he's almost like a newborn baby. He doesn't really know exactly what he's doing yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do, but I love, I love that's a good explanation, like a newborn baby. And you see it, and then every once in a while, you'll see him do something, and you're like, oh, my God, did he really just do that? He threw one off the backboard. In, in the middle of a set play, half-court set play, and dunked it. Come on. Yeah. Against NBA guys, it ain't me and you out there. So that's fantastic. This kid is going to be – if he figures it out, he's going to be unbelievable. And the, and the part that really they have to figure out moving forward is, what do you do with Towns? Is he okay being the number two? Or is he going to get in the playoffs and be like, I got this? Yeah. Which is highly likely, as you and I know. Oh, yeah. um, I, I just don't trust Carl Anthony Towns. I would have traded him already. I will give David Finch and him credit. They've gotten a good deal out of Gobert, who I thought was finished. You know what I mean? Because he did not have a good year last year. But he's been pretty good for him this year around playing defense and all that stuff. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs because you're right. They're going to be judged down the stretch now. Oh, absolutely. Dude, what do you think you could get for Carl Anthony Towns right now? That's the question. Who who wants him? How much of a head case is he, at least in the perception of the GMs around the league? I, I personally would not want him. Yeah. I mean, if I took over the Charlotte job tomorrow, I don't want him. What do I got to give for him? Do I, do I have to give more than, you know, I don't know, the Mikhail Bridges guy or one of those? Do I have to give more than that? Because if I do, I don't want him. But with all the drama that was surrounding, and I'm switching lanes on you here again, but back to James Harden, would you coming into this season, Richard? Clark, I would not. Would you exactly? Nope. And but look what he's nope. doing. And and look, the the crazy thing about what Harden's done, and I think it's the contract year because you know his contracts up. Oh yeah. And and if he can get one more, he's three year deal. That's probably what he's after. So I give him credit for focusing at least a little bit in the short run because, you know, all the nightlife in L.A., you had to go in going, wow, I don't know if Harden's going to make it. <laughs> he has a you know, reputation, Richard. Yeah, he's got a small reputation. Uh, 
you know, that story, that that book or whatever, that piece they wrote about the strip club in Atlanta, I'm sure Harden was all up in that. You know how they do, what is it, the not bibliography, but whatever they do at the very end of it where they <laughs> the mention how many times. And... Exactly, yeah. Uh, his would probably be a full page of uh, – where you know where he was noted in the story okay yeah, uh, and it's a page print on hundred dollar bills <laughs> yeah there you go richard clark carteret county news times carolina coast online.com here with us for another few minutes uh dude carolina tar hills man we're that's right we're switching over to the acc now i gotta tell you man uh and i've been picked on a couple of times about it and i deserve it uh, i don't know it was three weeks ago or whatever i made the 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 proclamation, Rich, that, well, this is that time when Carol, it's time for uh, Hubert and Carolina to start fading away and doggone, they've done anything but fade away, man. Are you at all surprised? I mean, dude, kind of like how the Boston Celtics are running away with the NBA Eastern Conference. Dude, I don't know. I, it's like Carolina's number one in the ACC and then everybody else is two through 15 or whatever it is, dude. Um, I, they got a big week coming up. Don't they have Duke this week? They do and have Duke, yep. Somebody else they play that's pretty good, is it Virginia or somebody. But anyway. Oh, and I had it right up here. Go ahead, keep going. I'll yeah. look at it because I had it but right anyway, here. But uh, anyway, I'll say they, one of the things that I've noticed is that Hubert actually plays eight guys, which where was this last year? <laughs> I know. And uh, actually you know, more so than that, guess, he's even going 10 right. deep on his bench. Yeah, That's right. So uh, maybe he's learning from what he did last year. Maybe that's a positive. So we'll see. I, I worry about them because I'm not sure. R.J. Davis has been really good. And frankly, that freshman point guard has been pretty good for him. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But um, he's been pretty good for him too because I worry in the tournament when things get tight that you've got to have a guy that can get a shot. And typically – it's the teams that have uh, either a stud guard or a senior guard. You know what I mean? Um, I don't worry about that. Is R.J. Davis going to be good enough to do that for him? Maybe. Maybe. Because they they definitely the best team in the ACC. Oh, and it's not even close. And, I mean, and you you know me well enough to know how much it pains me to say that. But uh, looking at their schedule, they got Georgia Tech tonight. They're in Atlanta tonight. And then they've got Duke at home uh, Saturday night uh, on ESPN. What happened to Georgia Tech? <laughs> Dude, why, why, what happened to that program? You're in Atlanta. How can you not get anybody? Dude, you're telling me, dude, it's just a brave new world, man. And they're bad this year, but dude, they could be they in one year. That's the thing about the transfer portal in NIL is, dude, you get look at Carolina last year. Carolina couldn't even make the NCAA tournament last year, and now they're the number three team in the country, dude, because they basically overhauled their uh, roster except for Baycott and R.J. Davis, dude. Well, yes, and those are the key. See, ironically, Carolina is benefiting right now from what I said the mid-majors would benefit from with the NIL and all that. They got six-year guys playing. And I don't care what anybody says. 24-year-olds against 18-year-olds is a big difference. Oh, yeah. Period. Oh, it doesn't even matter if you're a a generational 18-year-old, dude. You're playing a man. You're a boy playing a man, dude. And that's why we were seeing a lot of these Gonzagas before they got really good. And, you know, Butlers and those teams, because they were older, they had 22-year-old guards, and they were stable. And they were able to beat these teams that were playing freshmen. So I think Carolina, ironically, is benefiting, even though they're one of the blue bloods, 
they're benefiting from what we thought would help the Xavier's of the world. If you follow what I'm saying, dude, I do. And let me make it personal. How about Virginia in 2019 with, uh, two juniors and, uh, a sophomore yeah. and a couple of senior contributors, dude, that's why Virginia won in 2019 is because they had a, a veteran roster, not just one that was slapped together, uh, in a, in a transfer portal kind of deal. And, and that's, that's why I think it's all the people that are in uproar about college basketball in particular, and uh, college sports as a whole, if you just wait a minute, it, it will balance itself out. I, I just know it will. I can feel it. It's You see it with some of these guys like Baycott. They're, they're scattered across the country, and there are not that many of them right now, but there will be. In the next three, four, five years, you're going to start seeing more seniors playing for these teams than you, ever, than you did in years past. Well, I mean, you just are Baycott in his eighth season now for uh, Carolina. Let me ask. I thought it was 10. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, dude, would you be at all surprised? I swear to no. God, it feels like he's been there forever, but well, he's alleg- a allegedly, this is- player that they gave a eighth year or ninth year to. <laughs> God, I think so, dude. But allegedly, allegedly this is Baycott's last year. Does he get drafted? I doubt it. Really? I, I worry about him. I worry about him the same thing that I said about the Filipowski dude at Duke. Um, now, the Filipowski kid's way more skilled than Baycott, let's be clear. But their biggest problem is they're slow. Yeah. And in NBA, heck, in Europe, that's a problem. Um, I think you saw it with, uh, with his name, Garza, that played for Iowa a few years ago. He was a national player of the year. Cannot get on a roster to save his life. He's just too slow. And when they get you in isolation, that's it, man. Um, and I worry that Phil Powell's going to be like that because he's got the skill set to play in the NBA. Baycott does not. No, he, he better start looking, I don't know, Philippines Whatever his degree is, yeah, whatever his degree is, exactly. Right. In five years save from that now, NIL money. In, in the 20, yeah, save that. Well, dude, he's making like a million and a half uh, NIL yeah, or something I, crazy I don't, like I that. I don't believe in any of those numbers right now, though. Yeah, there's no. Uh, you keep to... hearing some of those crazy numbers, and man, I don't know about that. <laughs> Five years from now, is Baycott in the NBA? He, I mean, I, I don't no. think Baycott's ever going to be a star in the NBA, but is he even on a roster five years from now? No. Okay. Let's talk NFL. All right. Anything Let's else? Uh, anything else you want to talk about there? Uh... No, we're getting into the to the real part here in about two weeks. The NBA really kick up. So. Very good. Okay, dude, man, you know, I live in a household full of, uh, uh, Ravens fans. I mean, uh, Linda's sons are big Ravens Why? fans that dude, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I don't question it. I just accept it. Okay. You know, just like if one of them, okay, we'll just stop right there. Uh, but, uh, I gotta tell you, man, Lamar has become my favorite player in the NFL, dude. I mean, I really do. I, I think the world of him, I love him. I love his game. I love his confidence. My heart was broken for him on Saturday or uh, on Sunday, dude, the 17, 10 loss to the chiefs. And, He's beginning to get, and it is, he's beginning to get that reputation now of, hey, he can't win the big one, and and that breaks my heart. Your thoughts? I think that if he if his name was Dak Prescott, they would have killed him today on TV <laughs> this whole week. But he's kind of got it. He's gotten it a little bit, but nowhere near what they gave Dak, and he was bad Sunday. Make no mistake, Lamar was bad. Um. That game probably shouldn't have been that close. That defense kind of kept them in it because if 
you saw in the NFL what it's really about in that first quarter. Mahomes came out and was Mahomes. And when they needed him to be Mahomes, he was Mahomes. Yeah. And and in the NFL, good quarterback play covers up everything. It just does. Um, the biggest drive of that game was not a touchdown drive or even a field goal drive. It was after Baltimore had scored. And I think it was 17 to 10. Um, and they, I think, had messed up and fumbled. And the Chiefs got the ball back at their 20. And then Mahomes made those two plays on third down, that one where he threw it back across the middle and floated it, and that was looked like luck to me, but whatever. <laughs> and then the next one where it was third and a mile and he hit the guy in the middle. Those are those are the plays. Those are the ones. And whether we like it or not, and as a, as a Cowboys fan, I wish Dak would do that once, but he just hasn't. And you can say that about Lamar. He hasn't. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because – the moment's too big or the situation and whatever it is, what it is at this point. And he's quite a lot. He's lucky that Baltimore is not a hub media wise because they should be killing that throw down the middle that he made into four people that were not his teammates. That was awful. Awful. I don't know what he was looking at. Well, I mean, there had to be somebody somewhere with one guy. Well, no. the, you're right, and dude, they could not have. He could not have asked. The Ravens could not have asked for a better situation. At home, no. I mean, cold. against a, a cold against a Kansas City team that had really been struggling. This is not our boy who we listen to, and we always talk about it, Bill Simmons. I mean, he's even said this is probably the worst Kansas City Chiefs team that Mahomes has played on. Think about it, dude. Yeah. It, it really I is. Think so. And their weekend, or as weak as they've been, I mean, relatively speaking, they're still one of the three or four best teams in the NFL. But the Ravens had everything that they needed. I mean, dude, a jacked-up crowd, man. I mean, it was just – and then you lose 17-10. to 10. Okay, uh, Lions can – you, Can you tell me why they quit running the ball? Uh, dude, no idea. A team that is trademarked rushing the right? football this year, and then they just quit. The, the big one is that third and one, and you drop back to throw a real pass, not even one of those run-pass options that they run. I, I just – I'm confused by that. You know, if anything, it's 31. Wouldn't you want Lamar on the edge? Is he hurt? What's going on here? I know. I tell you, real quick here, dude, how how heartbroken were you for Detroit Lions? Dude, I was even going to – I had even decided. I was buying a Lions hat, man. I don't own any Lions gear. I was going to go buy me a Lions hat when they made it to Super Bowl. And, hey, hey you want to make it a little bit worse, dude? I was messaging with our friend Katie Blackburn. Uh, you know, Kate, remember mm. Katie Marshall who lives yeah. up in Detroit? <laughs> I was messaging her, and it was at halftime. It was 24 to 7, and I made the mistake of asking, hey, what are y'all going to try to go to Vegas? What are you, blah, blah, blah. Dude. Dude. Mm. Yeah. I, I doubt they'll ever talk to me again. But uh, anyway, how heartbroken were you for uh, the Lions? I hated it for them, but I knew it when they did not kick that field goal in the third. I knew it. Wow. I said that is a bad move. You know, if anything, when the when the uh, 49ers had scored, you at least want to go back with the same amount of points to stem the momentum. And then they don't they don't take the points. They go for it, don't get it. Next play's off the face mask, which is just crazy. But you kind of felt it. You know, and after they scored that other touchdown, if you had to put your money down, what what was that? What were the odds on the 49ers winning that game? Uh, they were still losing at that point, but you just knew they were going to win that game. 
Yeah. So it just absolutely. I feel bad for the. I feel bad for him, but it's kind of one of those deals where it's you know Detroit Lions doing Detroit Lions stuff. You said uh, it because that was it. Was just bad. That no, was no, bad. no, no. You're right, man. You said it. And Detroit Lions doing Detroit Lions stuff. There's no better way to put it. Listen, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, Carolina dot com, dude, man. I appreciate you every single week that you come on the show, and you, I, I hope you know that, dude. None more than today, man. Thank you for bailing, <laughs> my, thank you for bailing my butt out today, dude. Thank you for coming on in the second hour. Thank you for coming on early, dude. I owe you big time, man. Okay, thank you. Oh, uh, we're good to go. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Tuesday, January thirtieth edition of the Brian Hanks Show. Right after that. Today's Tuesday, January the 30th in the year of the Lord 2024. Uh, man, this has been one of the best birthday games we've had in months. Right now, John Dawson leads eight days to seven. We've only got today and tomorrow. All you have to do, John, is just win either today or tomorrow. Don't do what you did yesterday and just absolutely blow the game when you're up two to nothing. You were one. All you had to get was one of the three birthdays to end it, and you would have clinched January. But no, you loser. You lost yesterday. Wait, I'm getting a little bit aggressive. You're not a loser, John Dawson. Eh. You're a winner, baby. Eh. Yeah. John, anything you would like to say? This segment is sponsored by Galico Technology no, Service Providers. No, I got providers. something I want to talk about before we get into that. And I know we're hurrying here, but I got to tell you, this is how you know you're old, okay? Uh, well, I mean, there's many ways. But Prostate exams? <laughs> well, you haven't had one of the Wait till you have. You've had yours, right, John? Tell him. <laughs> You've had a prostate. You better have had a prostate exam. You're 51 years old. John, why are you staring <laughs> at me like that? Hey, it's a public service announcement. If you're if you're above forty, you should have one every five years. Okay, I've had three or four myself. A year, a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, have you not had? You've had you've had a couple. I had right? one a while back. Yes. Okay, so you're due for one. Tell your story, oh, man. Oh, anyway, anyway, I wake up one day this uh, one day last week. And I've got a bruise on my heel. I can't put weight on my heel. I've not done, mind you, gentlemen, I've not done any exercise. I've not done anything. I haven't walked fast anywhere. How in the world? And I mean, what does that look for? No, say something. What, John? He tried to tell you not to wear pumps to the football game, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> Seriously, those what are you going to say? bleachers and those heels. Oh, I'm just messing with you. Oh. You know, you're like, I haven't exercised. I'm like, I haven't. Still losing weight, though. That could be the cancer, though. But <laughs> anyway, uh, you can't get cancer in your foot, can you? I'm sure you can. Oh. Well, here's the thing. At that, <laughs> look at John. Best thing to do is just go ahead and cut it off. Yeah, probably. Well, let me tell you, the worst part, is I've still got it. It still hurts. It's been like a, I'm at a week now, and there's a couple pairs of shoes I can wear. But but if I walk, I can only put like weight on the ball of my foot. If I put it on my heel, like this sharp pain goes up my, my, my leg. So I'm you're, not joking. I'm being very serious. So you're just getting random bruises in your old age. Well, I think part of it is, and she's getting mad that I keep saying this, but I think Linda hits me when I'm asleep. Can you blame her? No, I can't blame her, but I, I wish she would stop doing it, okay? <laughs> because, I mean, I've got a bump on the back of my head. I've got. We pay uh, her good money to do that. You should, why are you telling me this? We've got it now on tape. Well, I'm the editor, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think it is? Seriously, Jonathan, you're sort of the smartest one in the room. Yeah, that's not entirely true, but I'll take it. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, you do have to do a lot of, well, I'm assuming you get out and go places. All it takes really is just one, like, one misstep, heel spur. It could be anything. Probably just gout or diabetes. I wouldn't worry about it. Gout is awful. I've never had that, but uh, I've got a, I'm not going to name names. I've got a couple of friends who do a have friend it. friend of mine had it. It was something about he had to cut out shelf seafood or something. I don't remember. But I have a bruise. Now, gout doesn't give you bruises, does it? I don't know. I think it, it, it makes does, you speak it, Dutch for some reason. It does if your wife beats you. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I think that's what it is. Okay. Massey, you won yesterday. Yes, uh, tell us a little bit about Goeco Technology <laughs> Service Provider. Well, so. Yeah. He likes that, by the way, dude. He thinks it's funny. That's a hook. Well, uh, GoEco and, and Jacques, by proxy, are a fine company, fine individual, and they, they do everything in the world they can to the people that come to them, their clients. Their, their client service means the world to them. That's what they pride themselves on. Uh, their client service is what has helped us elevate this show to the number one show in Lenore County. And if you want to make your business the number one anywhere, you need to contact Jack. And how do you do that? And while you do that, before you look what uh, my wife has in her arms right now. Kill it. Kill it with fire. Put it in <laughs> kill the, it, kill it with put fire. Put it in the freezer. She's there holding a cat. There you go. Okay. Uh, how, do, how do we get in touch with Jacques? That's 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website. It's at goeco.com. What is goeco.com? Or com for more information. Back to you, Brian. I love it. I'll tell you what. Uh, here is uh, our next artist. God. Phil Collins. Love. Love, love Phil Collins. Hold on. Please. I have a story about this song. People know the song, Brian. We don't need to do any PR for Phil Collins. The story is he actually had a Genesis was on a break because his marriage was breaking up, and this was in like 1979-80. His wife took their kids and went to Canada. So he told the guys in Genesis, I need a couple of months off to try to save my marriage. So they say, cool, go get your marriage fixed. Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks make their solo records. He goes to Canada, can't save his marriage, so he comes back. They're working on their solo records, so he starts his first solo record. This was written for his first solo record. He didn't think it was good enough and held it back for three records later. Wow. Well, this is... Uh, but his first album did have In the Air Tonight on it. So. Yeah. yeah. The best drum... Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? Drum... Drum feel. Yeah, drum feel of all time. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. Against all odds, take a look at me now. Dude, it, it get, I'm not even going to lie. It gets me right in the heartstrings every time I hear it, man. This is a beautiful, beautiful... Remember when beautiful. Tracy Morgan asked uh, uh, Joe Donaghy, he said, I'm going to make you a mixtape. <laughs> And he says, Joe Donaghy, do you like Phil Collins? And, he, and Alec I Baldwin, don't remember this, but keep going. Alec Baldwin said, I've got two ears and a heart, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh. You turn around. Turn wow. around and see me cry. And his solo stuff wasn't half as good as what he did with Genesis. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Phil Collins over there. Uh, and before we finish with him, let me turn that down. He's in bad shape. Have you seen photos of him lately? Yeah, that Genesis did one last tour, and he couldn't play drums anymore, but his son did it. sounded just like him. He could still sing. He just had to sit in a chair. Yeah, uh, that's 
all those years of drumming wore his back out. I know, know. It's just it's hurt my heart, man. Phil Collins is my child. When he find, uh, that, that's part of my childhood, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, in teenage years and all that, man. Genesis and Phil Collins, man. This song right here, man. Oh, there's a shelf on my wall that's got all like 13 Genesis albums on it. Wow. That's awesome. Phil Collins over there, Jonathan Massey. 76. You say 76. John Dawson, what do you say? Take a good look at me now. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. I should apologize to the listeners. <laughs> 75. Uh, what'd you say? 76. He was born January 30th, 1951. So he is 73 today. Mm -hmm. So John Dawson. Hold on. Just this last, I don't know where I begin, but just this last little part. I know I didn't do any of the drum parts there, right? But well, it is radio. They couldn't see you. <laughs> That's right. Oh, come on, Phil. Sing to my heart. Okay, that's our only musical hint of the day. I know y'all are heartbroken. Ah, but, butterscotch. <laughs> but I picked a good one, right? Yes. There you go. You lead one to nothing. It goes to you. He is, okay, here we go again. I've got a fresh $1 bill here for you, John Dawson. If you can tell me who is currently, you'll get a second, you'll get a chance at it if he doesn't. Who is currently the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives? It's not uh, Wingbat. It's not Nancy. No. No, it's a Republican now. Because the Republicans uh, own the U.S. Look at this. This $1 bill. You could have it. I don't know. Do you know Jonathan Massey? Mr. Uh, I do not. Really? Mike Johnson. I know it sounds like a made-up name, but Wasn't it's he really a backup not. singer for the Beach Boys? That was yeah. Bruce Johnston. <laughs> there you go. Mike Johnson. Could you tell me what state he's from? Guess a state. Utah. Illinois. Louisiana. That's I've what, been that's what I said. I said Louisiana. You said Utah. I've been trying to give this dollar away for two days now. Neither one of you and want you it. you pick stuff you know no one knows. Exactly. The U.S., uh, the Speaker of the House is Mike Johnson. You only know because it's on he your is, little screen over there. <laughs> Thank Alex. you, Alex. Yeah. Uh, he is third in line for the presidency. And no one knows who he is. And nobody knows that. That's crazy, is isn't he, it? Is he half sane? I don't know anything about him. He's a little right of center. He's. Uh, well, I don't care about yeah, 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 that. Yeah. Well, that, that, anyone that, who's against setting the Capitol on fire is okay now. I mean. Oh, that's true. Anyway. Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Boy, neither one of y'all know him. This is going to be a fun one. Go ahead, uh, John Dawson. I have not. <laughs> yeah, it is your turn. You lead one to nothing. 56. You say 56. Jonathan Massey, you have no idea? No clue. 57. Ah, you went the wrong way. He's born January 30th, 1972. He's only 52. The Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, you guys need to remember this. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, okay? You need to remember this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, wait a minute, though. Look, Jonathan Massey, look who's up two to nothing again. And uh, all he needs is one more to clinch the month of January. Just the one. Just the one. Here, there, bring on the wrestlers and the football players. No, uh, this next one is Batman. In my opinion, he's the best Batman Michael ever. Keaton. No, and I like Michael Keaton, but I, I Christian like Christian Bale. Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. You gotta Batman. be kidding. He was a good Batman. He was, card he was cardboard. He was cardboard. <laughs> he was stiff. I like him. He was very good. You didn't yeah. like Christian Bale? He, I liked the last one. That's the one I liked. The Batman, whatever. Oh, that good. Is. You're talking about Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. I like the movie. I don't. I don't know that I liked him as Batman that yeah. much. But I didn't really get to see much of it because the hell, the movie was so dark. Well, it's supposed Literally. to be as Batman. It's supposed to be a noir. 
I know you were a fan, and uh, Prozac was a fan of well, it. Well, Prozac can go jump in a river. <laughs> but uh, it just was, I didn't like it that much. Christian Bale, to me, is the best Batman. But Michael Keaton's a close second, though. So, yeah. uh, Christian Bale over there, Jonathan. We Mastin. cover the hard topics here on the Brian yes, Hanks Show. <laughs> yes, we do. So, Christian Bale, 52. You say 52. John Dawson, for the month. For the day, for your family, how old is Christian Bale today? 53. <laughs> he was born January 30th, 1974, so he's only 50 today. So congratulations there. I just uh, want the radio audience to know that he, he cackled with glee like an old woman finding an extra dollar in her purse. They can't see you because it's radio. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, uh, We're going to get this through everybody's head one day. This is radio. There you go. Well, it's two to one now. It goes back to you, John Dawson. Did I cackle like an old woman? Sound like Grandma from the Hillbillies. There you go. Jed, he's got money. I want you to share your favorite movie that uh, he was in when I say his name because he's been in a ton of movies. Gene Hackman. Hoosiers. Hoosiers was very good. Superman. Yeah, he was all right in Superman. You asked me what I liked. I loved him in The Firm. He was very good in The Firm. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Uh, was it Unforgiven? Was that the Eastwood movie he yep. was in? He was in that, too. I'm going to say probably the worst one he was in, but I loved The Replacements. French Connection is probably the best movie he was in. The Replacements was an awful, awful movie. French but Connection. I liked it, too, though. French Connection. I never saw it. Well, you need to. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. In I've your heard opinion. It's got a good, in your opinion. On heard, every greatest list. Every, I've heard it's got a great lists. car chase, right? Yeah. You don't like lists. Huh? You hate lists. But you two live by them. That's why I was saying it. <laughs> He's not wrong. Gene Hackman, John Dawson, how old is he today? Ninety-four. And just like that, the month is over. He's saluting us. Thank you, John, for saluting Jonathan and I. That is awesome. You are absolutely right. You got it right on the nose. He's 94. You have won the month of uh, January, John Dawson. Victory! <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. He is indeed 94. Gene Hackman was born January the 30th in the year of our Lord, 1930. And uh, let's do our last one here. Not that it matters, Jonathan. I'm sorry. So, I don't care. So, yeah, I know. Uh, he was a 32nd president of these United States of America. French Connection. <laughs> what? You need to see that movie. Oh, I do. That's, that a, big hole. That's a big hole in your uh, moviedom there. But that would have been, what, 20... What years? Hey, this is going to absolutely positively give it away. Is it Franklin? 1932 to 1945. That's probably... I, I don't know why I think he came... You know, he came in after the Depression. Yep. Yeah. Well, so. no, the Depression was still going on. Well, he, but he didn't he, cause it. That's no, he I mean. didn't. He didn't. Calvin Coolidge caused it. Or well, Herbert Hoover. Or Herbert Hoover, yeah. For me, it started in 1973. <laughs> when he was born. Franklin D. Roosevelt, FDR, who died in 1945. And he was in a wheelchair pretty much his entire presidency. And had a mistress. Wait, what? She knew about it. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't either. Yes. I've got a deep dive into that little bit of history there. Had no idea. Yep. He died in 1945 there, Jonathan Massey. How old would he be if he were still alive today? FDR. 
154. You say 154. What do you say, John Dawson? 153. Uh, you were closer. He was born January 30th, 1882. He'd be 142 today. So you guys were going a little high there. You win today four to one. You've already clinched month. I tell you what, can we uh, do a who sang it tomorrow? Sure. Or instead of doing yeah, a birthday game, is that cool? Since birthday games save already you some up? research. Okay, uh, today, low one local birthday today, Lenore County Clerk of Court, Mary Offen. Today is her birthday. So, uh, happy birthday, Mary. Hope you have a great birthday. And if your birthday is uh, today, like Mary's or uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. I can't walk. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Gene Hackman. When he talks to the ref and Hoosiers, he says, is that burning issue? <laughs> God. Okay. Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Who? <laughs> what? Phil Collins. Uh, listen to Genesis. <laughs> there you go. Have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco, technology service provider. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little uh, Phil Collins here at the end of uh, today's show. Man, tell you what. I hope I never take for granted those shows that we do that uh, are just, you know, good from start to finish and everybody hits their marks and everybody shows up like they're supposed to because then you have days like this where it was just all over the place. Uh, listen, I want to thank uh, our two guests that we had on here today, uh, Burt Potter in our first hour, uh, Richard Clark, uh, who s started in our first hour and then uh, went all the way up to our birthday game here in our second hour, too. Really do appreciate both of them. Uh, listen, nothing against Virginia Edmondson. Uh, she is in class right now. Uh, she was supposed to be our first hour guest. We're going to try to get her on uh, sometime in the next uh, in the next uh, day or two or maybe even week or two or whatever. But we'll do our best to do that. Uh, man, our schedule over the next couple of days, uh, we, we've got some good guests coming up. Ah, excuse me. Uh, was, was eating a little breakfast there brought to me by my beautiful wife. Thank you, beautiful wife. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have uh, Michael Martin on in our first hour, and then we're scheduled to have Mike Schilt, the uh, manager of the San Diego Padres. Very, very excited about that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be live, though. Uh, Mike, if you're listening right now, I'm talking about uh, Mike Martin. Uh, we may end up taping that later on today is what it looks like it's going to be. But uh, we will have Mike Shield on. We're scheduled to have Mike Shield on in our second hour. Mike Martin in our first hour. Thursday, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. Um, obviously, Jason Bryant, our regular Thursday guest. But we're also going to have Antonio Pearl Hardy. He's a city councilman here in, uh, in uh, Kinston. Uh, but on top of that, he's not just a city councilman. He's also a referee, too. He was a referee in that game last week between uh, Contentia Savannah and uh, Rochelle at Rochelle Middle School. And just, I got to tell you, I, it's been a minute since I've seen an, uh, an official or a uh, basketball official just really take charge of a game the way he did. Uh, and when there were some pretty bad situations going on, when there were fans uh, coming out on the court and just everything that was going on there, but I can't wait to talk to Pearl Hardy about that on uh, Thursday's show. And then on Friday, Paul Whittington in our first hour, TGIF with IP and our second hour, and we'll have another guest for you there in the second hour too. So, whew. Thank you, dear listener, for uh, tuning in today. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> I promise uh, tomorrow 
will be a little smoother. I hope so anyway. I say that. But I got Mike Martin in here in the first hour. I know it's going to be smooth. Listen, have a great Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Thank you.